0: Welcome to episode 24 of the Relaxed Dog Podcast, sponsored by RelaxedDog.com. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Robert Ober, and I hope that you and your dog are well. This week is a big one. We'll be listening to Natalia Balabanov telling us all about her Belgian Malinois superstar, Ico. But first, in some doggy news, a somewhat would say disturbing survey across the USA of over a thousand smartphone users found that 40% of them would give up their dog for a month in order to keep their phone. Now, to put that, I suppose, in a little bit of context, I think it was a higher percentage said that they would give up their romantic other half to keep their phone. Personally, I think it's a bit of a worry on the relationship a lot of people have between themselves and their phone. Chesham in London, a young fellow by the name of Tom Hunt, Is concerned on the level of air pollution and how the government monitors air pollution. So he enlisted the help of his Labrador retriever, Bagheera, or Baggy, as he calls him, to walk around with a portable air monitor strapped to him. So Tom's idea is that the air should be tested around the level of children and I guess dogs because normally the monitors are placed a fair bit off the ground on lampposts. What he did find and rather disturbingly is that the air pollution measured about two-thirds higher in that area closer to the ground. Now over in Winnipeg in Canada uh, family driving along had an unfortunate car accident they weren't seriously hurt um, the parents were trapped in the vehicle for a little while and unfortunately their six-year-old Shih Tzu Murphy was startled and ran off uh, they after they got out of the car they obviously searched couldn't find him Um, days later still couldn't find him they put up signs and had people stopping along parts of the highway calling out his name they went on social media asking for help but um, the days turned into weeks and things weren't looking too good amazingly seven weeks later they get a phone call from a couple that were driving in the vicinity of the crash site that found him walking along the side of the road soaking wet. Murphy had a trip to the vet and, apart from losing a fair bit of weight, was in reasonably good condition. Amazing story for a little dog to survive in the wild. Won't keep you waiting any longer, here's this week's interview. Welcome to the Relax Dog Podcast. I am here with Natalia Balabanov, and we are going to be talking about Ico. So, welcome to the podcast, Natalia.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome, Robert. Welcome, all the audience.
0: (laughs) Thank you very much for uh, being a guest on my show. I'm um, going to ask a standard question, and that is take us back just a little bit before you and Ike got together and lead us through the events that eventuated in you guys' meeting.
1: Okay. So uh, how how I got him, that, that's what do you... You are asking
0: me? Yes. Uh, sort of a, a little bit okay. of, a, a, of, a, of a why beforehand, why why you actually were looking for uh-huh. him and how that sort of happened.
1: Okay. Okay. So, uh, you know, so what I do, like, I mean, I, I've been training dogs for 15 years and I've been uh, competing in IGP sports for about 12, 13 years. So after my... Um, I mean, I got, I, I, at the time I was born 2014 and at the time, um, 2013, my, my, my dog that I was, I was competing with got injured. So like he couldn't, he was only five years old, but he couldn't really do anything more. It was like a spine problem. So basically his career was over and you know, and, um, I almost for a year didn't have another dog and I was just. I almost didn't know what to do it myself. You know, it's like I I love that sport so much. I love working with dogs so much. Love competing and all that. That you know, it's like oh my gosh, like and this breeding came came across. Uh, I mean, I love the father. I love the mother, and I'm like, okay, this is just what's going to happen. Like, I want the puppy out of that breeding. So you know, I I almost made that breed now almost like told you know uh my husband's like hey you got it you got it breed this dog because I want that puppy you know like I just somehow you know knew that it's going to be a great breeding and I it's going to be my next competition dog so um that was just yeah that was just um that's just how how it came I mean almost a year I I didn't have a dog and then I'm like because like and anything that was coming along you know like any puppies or any breeding I wasn't just like feeling it I'm Mm -hmm. like you know this just wasn't something that I'm like I don't think if it's going to be what I need or what I'm looking for you know I just sport is very specific you need to have a specific dog with a specific trait so I don't know I mean I I love the bloodlines I love that you know on both sides and I'm like okay I mean this is you know it's, i just felt that the parents gonna um like feel each other like you know like whatever is not missing father is gonna bring and the opposite so uh yeah it's almost like i just forced my right husband to like this. <laughs> breeding to uh so i can have a puppy like i i strongly believe that there will be a puppy for me you know and and yes yeah, and there was
0: <laughs> oh nice
1: there was uh yeah there was, there was, two males, actually only five puppies born, um only two males, but as like I was saying, like like he was like three, four weeks old, I already knew he's going to be my puppy. And it was just by, you know, knowing obviously the background that I know there are good dogs in a pedigree. But also my intuition. Like I felt absolute instant connection with that that little little baby. You know, I cannot. I cannot even explain it with my words. It was just. Yeah, I mean, I I I knew. We we're gonna do something great. I don't know. That was just. That was just going through my head. So, yeah, that's <laughs> that's a little bit of background. No, on I us. think
0: you said it well. Sometimes there are, there are no words. There is just that that magical connection.
1: Yeah, and you know what, Robert? It's like for me. For me, I, I mean, uh, that's something I kept saying too. You know, like for me, there has to be connection. You can give me, the, you can tell me and give me the best dog in the world and tell me like you're going to win the world championship for the dog. But if I don't have the connection with the dog on a different level, on a deeper level, that is not going to happen. Because I know that I will not put 100% my my energy my training um I, I mean for me the connection and the bond relationship it's like a foundation for anything it's so it, it's got to be there i cannot just train a dog without it even no matter how great the dog is i, I just can't do it and i tell you something I wasn't um uh, something probably happened when he was like five months old if i know five weeks old um like, he turned to be very, like, um, afraid of things, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what, what just happened, you know, from this very happy puppy, and whatever, I don't know what happened, you know, just something turned, uh, and he just started to be, like, acting very weird, and, and afraid, but still, like, um, I did not give up on him, I did not give up on him, I knew that Something must have happened that we missed, you know, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe we're gone. something. I had no idea, but I knew that I have genetics. I knew I had a great dog with great drives and I'm going to overcome it. And we did. I mean, from the puppy that probably nobody would ever take as a sport project, I took the dog multiple times to the world championship. So it was, it was a huge just because I believe so deeply in that dog that we can make it like, it's almost, I was like supporting him in that, you know, in the beginning when, you know, when he needed me, I, I knew he is a great dog. I never like, um, stopped believing in him. I used all my skills, training skills. And, and yeah. And you know, if I'm, I'm very happy. I'm talking about it because people can see that, um, you can really do a lot, you know. If you know that it's there, genetic is, you know, the genetic is there, like drive is there. You have skills, and you know the dog. You know something might happen. Uh, you know something happens. You, you know, um, like I knew it's there. It's all there. There's something, you know. I, and I just believe in the dog so much, and I just wanted to take that, take him to the, make him the best he can be, and and I did. <laughs> you, you
0: certainly did. Now that's a, a, a bit of a, a long road. So I'd like to go back uh, again initially to oh,
1: yes. just <laughs>
0: after you, you you got him, and what mm-hmm. what was he like as you know in in the first few sort of weeks that you got him? He
1: was he is an amazing balanced dog. I mean, um, I I really didn't have um, big problems big issues with him you know he was very compliant I mean for me you know very important is that I teach my all my dog manners no matter you're my mean, dog competition dogs and but first they're my companions first they're my pet dogs so you know like it he was just a good puppy I mean I was taking him everywhere with me uh I mean airports restaurants parks you know, all this heavy socialization, you know, just to, so he can also get better with his behavior. But he wasn't really a trouble. Like he, he was just such a, he's a very intelligent, uh, intelligent, very uh, uh, willing to work with, with you dogs. that I really didn't, you know, have big issues with him as far as behaviors. Nothing I can say like, oh my gosh, we've, you know, uh, he was always very um, neutral to uh, to other dogs, to other people. I literally was his world, you know. Like if you would take him away from me, like he would just he would freak out. But that was you know that was this thing that was going on as a puppy, um, which I had to work on to make him more confident, uh, which is all gone right now, obviously. Um, and and he had tons of drive tons of drive i mean there's we have a video of him as a three months old three and a half months old puppy i mean i think that the the level of drive that he has it also helps him to to overcome all the fears you know to play and um you know i i I made him to play with other people also to so so he can he can feel better so now he sees everybody as a Playmate. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> He's always that everybody's gonna play with him. But he was just a good puppy. I don't know, like you know, the breeding, I know, I mean the mother, such an amazing mother. That, you know, like and father as well, like very balanced dogs, you know. Um so they they really like he he was a perfect combination with extreme drive and a home. I mean, he he is just chill and and he was like this really from the beginning like I I, I couldn't I just got lucky <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I got lucky because before my my mind before I had a lot of adventures with this one so I I guess I bond, I guess I the world bounces the universe balances out for me a little bit you know like you had the rough dog before that now you're gonna get the easy one <laughs> <laughs> I love to think about it this
0: way. <laughs> so, what was the uh, uh, environment when you sort of uh, got him home when he when he was only a few months? Did you had you had other dogs at the time?
1: I just uh, with him.
0: Yeah did he did he have other dogs with him at your place at that time?
1: Oh yes, oh yes, absolutely. Like actually, like uh, for seven months, I also had his brother. So the leader mate. So you know. So they grew up together. But um, you know, we have at the time we had four or three more dogs at home, you know, like in a in a in a house. Mm-hmm. So he's been always around dogs. He just he just he would he would pick interaction with me over anything else. Absolutely. Like I am telling you like I I was the whole and I am till now the entire I mean the right now we, you know, he's older he does his thing, but you know we still have this very very special you know connection and like he would pick like you you know i'll I'll call him i'll tell him let's go work or whatever like he just like yeah sure like i'll leave anything for you yeah this is it's just this type of dog i don't know i mean you know but it's mutual you know it was like kind of mutual i would do anything that you know i love i love Play with, I love playing with him. I love spending time with him. I love taking him places. Now, you know, like, we already... For me, the, the first month, it's, like, all about bonding and relationships and playing together. So I always look into, you know... For that, it, with, with, you know, when I have dogs, you know, this is a very important, the most important part for me. Mm-hmm.
0: So Can you tell us a little bit, like, the, the setup that you physically have at home with you know like kennels and crates and stuff like that
1: uh i mean so yeah i mean we have you know for training dogs because you know like i do the dog training right so for training dogs we have outside kennels but as far as like my personal dogs they always stay with me so they always stay in a house uh they're house dogs they know house manners. They sleep with me because I don't care about it, you know. Like they, they, they are really all day long around me, you know. When where I go, my dog go too much, you know. Unless obviously I work with other dogs, where I work with clients. Uh, I, you know, I, I can't have my dogs around, but, um. But even when I train other dogs, I board and train. Like I use my dogs as <laughs> distraction, you know. But yeah, I mean at home. You know, they, they just, they just house dogs, you know, he's a house dog. I mean, he knows the crate, but he, he is good. He doesn't have to, and he's always been good. So I didn't have to like crate in, we sometimes crate order, you know, we still have five in a house. So, you know, like sometimes we have to put some of them in a crate and, um, then I call and, and my older female Mia, they stay together in, in my room, you know, and, and like no crate, no nothing. And yeah, they are just really house 10 dogs, you know? That's what I love about him, because, uh, you know, he will be working when it's time to work, but at home, when we don't do anything, he is just a normal, you know, just a normal pet dog, like house dog, you know, and, and I mean, we go, we still go places just for like, you know, parks and walks, like, yeah, nothing to do with a, with a sport, you know, that's. Again, this is like 95% of our life we spend outside the competition field. So it's very important for me that my dogs
0: are normal. It's <laughs> so nice to hear you reaffirm that a lot of people, I think, have a misconception that if you have a, a ultra high drive, you know, competitive dog, that there's some sort of separation between that and having yes. a dog or a, a dog as a pet or a
1: companion. Yes. You know what? I, I, Actually, lately, uh, was posting something on social media about it. You know, just just to make people aware that you do not have to do that, and you should not do that. I mean, you're not gonna ever have a really a real bond with your dog if you're gonna. That's, that's what people do; they just crate them, uh, take them. You know, I mean, not everybody, obviously, but there's still a lot of people that they have this that have this old way of thinking that sport dogs. Like, to keep their drive, they need to spend all the, pretty much, besides the training, they need to be in a crate, so, you know, they're ready for training whenever it's time for training, or they need to, like, uh, you know, work for their meals, or, you know, this is absolutely, like, this is absolute for me, absolutely crazy. Like, I I never would, would never ever do it to my dogs, because those are my companions for life. They live with me. I, I love being around them. And if you have a right dog, and you actually like you, you bond better. You have a better relationship, which is going to make a better training. You know, because it's gonna this dog's gonna be just so connected with you, like uh, you know. And on a daily basis, you have to, uh, you have to, uh, you know, train your dog. Like, like, hey, don't, don't, you know, counter Don't uh, stop barking when I tell you to bark, or like, don't chase things. You know, it's just a normal life training that they need to know besides, you know, your, your sport specific training. But yeah, I mean, this is, for me, this is absolutely, I wish, like I can really spread the word more that you do not need that. This is absolutely not necessary. If you need to do it, there's something wrong going on. You either, uh, you're either like limited as far as the trainer skills, or you have not understood, you, you, you have, uh, you don't understand like, the dogs uh animals you know like there are i mean there are like tough animals like like we can just separate them from us and thinking that oh then we're gonna come back we're gonna train and i don't know like i just can't do it i just can do it uh, it's for me not absolutely the way of of having a dog like i would quit as uh, faster i would quit sooner i would quit the sport if if i would have to do this then I would, I would, I wouldn't be just training, training dogs. I wouldn't be just doing sport. That's just, that's just, that for me, that's just not right, you know, to do.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and and it's, it's and it's so nice to hear you say that. Basically, you the professional uh, performance career you would leave over the bond with Ico.
1: Yes, I mean that again. Like I spent months, first months on on building that bond. There is nothing I do little training for about five months. You know, I start like a more serious training, more formal training when they're like seven, eight months old. And before that, all we do is we are playing. Yeah, we may teach them uh, you know, like basic commands or like come to me because I need that right. I need them to know to come to me when I ask them. Uh we go places, we meet people, uh, I take them in a different You know, environment, uh, just just so they're not reactive, they see the world, they're normal dogs. That's what I do for the first five months, you know?
0: So, what were Iko's favorite games when he was young?
1: So, he loves two. Like, I mean, so, I mean, the the two games that we really have it's the the Fetch and, and Tag of War. So, he loves both because for me, uh, i need that game also i mean first of all release the energy build the relationship but also i need it later you know as the reward you know um and uh building confidence um that i need for my retrieving you know so so yeah this this would be the the uh two of his favorite ones obviously he loves bite work you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's that's different story, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, that this would be and I couldn't tell which one uh, which one would be more important for him. I think you know it's it's really not about that like like if I'm gonna put hundred percent effort in what we're playing, you know, he's gonna give me the same, you know, so. I cannot even tell, like you know, which one would, which would like, uh, he would like better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely fetch and tug of war, you know. So and and I use this for different purposes. Yep. Uh, but you know, through play, obviously this is how you build the relationship with your dog. Play is so important. At first, I would just play with my dogs, and before I'm gonna start incorporating any training, you know. So, but you know, I just ask for anything. <laughs> and he will play with anything you know for him it doesn't matter uh, if this is a ball this is a club this is a leaf this is a stick a it doesn't matter he will, he just wants to play with me he just wants to engage with me you know so it's all about the engagement uh, all about doing something together
0: did he have any uh, favorite toys when he was a puppy
1: uh, let me think I mean you know what uh I think that, so there is a very interesting thing because I can make him to play. He loves frisbee because this is something that we would play like a floppy frisbee. This is something that we would play uh, a lot. But, or, you know, if he was younger, he liked the tag. But, you know, it's, it's not really about he has his favorite, to, oh my gosh, okay, okay. I cannot even, okay. There is something that he loves. Oh my God and uh it's not even a toy i mean it's not absolutely a toy but when he gets into this okay i can tell this is this is his obsession um so like the big water bottles like uh what is it six gallons whatever oh my gosh i mean this is ridiculous like if he gets one of this if he gets a hold of one of this this is it like he could just you know roll it and try to bite it for hours. Like, I had to stop him because he absolutely like, he will, like he will just go into his own world. You know, he's just like, I got my battle. I'm good. <laughs> I like, didn't have to hide them. You know, so yeah, I mean, that would be that would be something, but I can't use that in, in training. So. <laughs> 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 That's not possible. He's upset about it. But I think it comes
0: I was just going to say, sometimes you get people spending a a lot of money on on different uh, activity items for dogs and and they'll be more happy playing with a a plastic soft drink bottle.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what? while we're talking about it, it's not about the toy. It's not about another fancy toy for your dog. I think that when people start buying all the toys, thinking, you know, like, oh, maybe the dogs are not about, the, the dogs just like, oh, like, buy me another one, buy me another one, buy me another one. It's what we put, like, the meaning into the toy. So, you know, when I was, like, before I started talking about the bottle, you know, they all say, like, if I would play with him and make this hug such an interesting, such a, you know, playful thing, like something gets, oh my gosh, we both want it. We, you know, like I would put a lot of meaning and a lot of energy in playing in a task. He would love that. I would switch to the frisbee and I would put the same meaning and energy into the frisbee. And, you know, this game would be just like something amazing. He would love the frisbee. I would get the toy, you know, the, the ball on the string, and we would play the ball on the string, and I would do the same thing, you know, engaging with him and playing just like dogs playing, right? I mean, running around, you know, having fun, and he would love the, the, the ball. He would do that with anything that I would have. It's just all about putting the meaning into the toy. If you're just thinking that you're going to buy another throw, so, uh, toy from the toy store, and you're gonna toss it to your dog, but you're not gonna actually do anything with the dog with the toy. Don't expect that you know, like it's gonna mean something. You know, the, the dog will love the toy that you're gonna play with him the most, and you're gonna actually like engage with, um, you know, w- with the dog with that toy. Absolutely. So, and you know the the yeah, it's really not about. I mean, yeah, we will grab anything. There are anything, that stick, and and we can have and and do our Ten minutes performance, IGP, you know, obedience for for stick, you know. So it doesn't really matter. We just like it's all about having fun and really being hundred percent in the moment with your dog as you're playing. And you know, the problem is that people are very they don't they don't know how to show emotions. I, I I love that. i probably better with with showing emotions and feeling with the dogs and humans. You know, so like when you see me on the field training, it's like a I'm gonna call it circus because I am I am like a little kid just having tons of fun with my dog. You know, we're running, we're like you know I'm praising him, high pitch, and we're really truly having fun. And he eats off of me. I believe in the dog's energy. You know, the energy they they know when you're not having fun. They know when when you're not enjoying the play. You can't fake it with the dogs, you know. So uh, if you're just thinking like, oh yeah, I'm gonna give you another fancy hundred dollar toy and I'm gonna like move it a couple of times and you're gonna be happy, no, it's not not gonna happen.
0: You know. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Or or you, you go and play, I've just given you this or we're going somewhere, but um don't worry, I'm on my mobile phone, I've got a check face book or something like that and they it's no it's when you're with your dog you you're with your dog
1: yes 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 you know the the dog sleep in a moment we when we train dogs play with the dogs we should forget about the whole world and and be with our dogs and this is something in today's world very hard to do with all the distractions that we have around it, it's very hard for us to I mean I've done that I I tell I, I telling to my clients too you know like if you have a bad day if you don't feel it, if you whatever like do not go and train with your dog it's not going to be good do not go and play with your dog, it's not going to be good you know, unless you can you are uh, you know that good, because absolutely shut yourself off, shut your brain whatever happens, you know you had a bad day but when you see your dog everything changes and the world is Great again, you know, because they—they they really, I mean, they feel that they know that there's something that's wrong with you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah, I mean, we should learn from them to to live more in the moment and enjoy what it is, you know. And I mean, I've made this mistake in the past, you know, and but I learned from that mistake that you know, like having a bad day, trying to train, and it's just everything is just not working. Like nothing, nothing is working. So I'm like, okay, if you have that day, just put your dog away. Don't do anything. You know, it's gonna be better for the dog.
0: (laughs) So just going back to, okay, at what age did you start doing what you'd call a bit more formal training?
1: So he was about like seven months old when I started with him. the, the more formal training. You know, I always try to do it after the, the feeding, you know, so I know that, you know, there won't be no problem with the bite. Although, like, with him, as far as him, the the feeding really absolutely didn't discourage him from biting, from playing, you know, like, he, his drive over overcame everything. Uh, I know some dogs would have little issues with, with trying to play or trying to bite, so I always try to do it after, you know, done feeding and uh, you know like seven months they're like starting to mature you know becoming from this puppy puppy becoming somebody else so this is when i start you know when they're like seven months old ish depends on the dog i could start sooner depends on the dog like what's the dog also showing me some dog may not be ready when they're 10 months old you know so um but yeah by seven months when i start formal training i have such a great relationship that What's going to happen after that is going to be just success, mm-hmm. you know? So, because training is just training, it's just my set of skills, right? So, <laughs> if I don't have a bone, um, I mean, no matter how you know what kind of set of skill I have, but like, I mean, I wouldn't enjoy even the training. So, but seven months
0: obviously, IKO enjoyed the, the bite work component.
1: Oh, yes, oh, yes, that's that's for working dogs, that's uh, that's something that they. Enjoy till the last moment of their life. I mean, the bite words just mean, like, oh yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, challenge that guy. I mean, they, 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 he loves it. He loves it. His, his eyes don't just like get a little spark. <laughs> he's the helper. Just, he's the helper. So,
0: ever have, um, too many problems trying to get him to, to have a good out?
1: No, absolutely not. So, that's another thing, you know, uh, I, I taught him as he was five months old, I had one session on out command. Um you just gotta know what you're doing, you know. <laughs> and I had one session at five months old. I I put it as my goal. Today I'm gonna teach you out. And we have one session and since then we have perfect out. Never had a problem with out. It's it's the way you teach, it's the way you show him about the reward, that it's not a fight. It's it's actually like, if you're going to do it, there will be more play, more reward. So, you know, it's just that mindset that you're putting in, you know, like you you, you teach that dog that uh, when he's going to out the toy, let go of the toy, it's not the end of the world. It's actually like just the interruption to more play. Yeah, so if your dog has that mindset, you're never going to have an issue without. But yeah, that's one. I'm, I'm telling you, five months old, one session done. Never ever had a problem with and he's gonna be, you know, he's six and a half years old at this point. So, yes.
0: Oh, nice. Um, I suppose we we should mention. So, ICO is is specifically for for competing in IGP. Um, can you give just a, a, a little bit of an overview of the components of IGP? Because mm-hmm. some people will probably mm-hmm. won't know, and there, there are a few yes. similar
1: sort of things. So, IGP, that's the newest name. They came up, I think, a year ago. But it was known before as Shukund or IPO for a long, long time. They changed the name last year. I think so. Um, so... The the score consists. Uh, it's uh, three phases: uh, tracking, obedience, and protection. Uh, so we have, uh, you know, three levels. We have IGP one, IGP two, IGP three. Uh, obviously, this is the highest level, IGP three. Uh, in every in every uh, phase, we have um, different routines. You know, so obviously, as the level goes higher, the routine, the routines and and all the tracking obedience protection is becoming more difficult uh before that we have a it's a prerequisite to get to igp bh which is just the obedience routine um but yeah it's tracking obedience protection and we have a specific routine for every single uh, uh phase Then we have to um develop you know like the patterns or uh, exercises um uh,
0: and um, do you think Ico has a favorite component of that? Um,
1: so I mean, favorite one. He is definitely an obedience dog. That uh, I mean, you know what? I love obedience. I tell you this. <laughs> so <laughs> I love obedience, and I love tracking, protection. Uh, I love to, but I need somebody else to help me, you know, with that to a certain point. But he loves, he loves protection, obviously. He, bites, he loves bite work. He loves obedience. There is a definitely um, he is an obedient dog. Like his obedience is um, I don't know, he was just born for it. <laughs> 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 Trucking, he wasn't. Trucking probably would be the least. Uh, but like you know i, I actually never thought he's going to track as great as he does uh, but again it's it, it's the training right um so you know i put a lot of hours i i i and i mean he's a great tracking dog right now he's a great obedience dog um we had like he doesn't have like uh in protection, like, it would be our, like, you know, there's always, like, I always say to people that in three phases, your dog is going to be always, you know, ex, you know, like, so much better in one, a little bit less in the other one. You know, it, it always goes this way. So for us, it's like obedience was always something we could just, you know, obedience and tracking, and then would be protection He's like, a little weaker side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but he loves it. It's, it's like there's it nothing that he that he loves it it's just like genetically uh you know he's on the the other side yeah so uh, but it doesn't it doesn't you know he still loves it so much like he absolutely enjoys uh, all of it and i and i still think you know like it's like how you're gonna show everything to your dog that's how they're gonna think about the tracking obedience or protection in my case you know if I love tracking and I, I I love sport. I love IGP. I love obedience. Uh, I love tracking. So, you know, it, it, it's fascinating for me. And then protection. I love protection. I love that, you know, but I need somebody else, so it's a little bit like different, but I still love it. So, you know, how are you are going to show it to your dog? It also it's going to affect, you know, if you're going to if your dog's going to really like it. A lot of people would have problem with obedience. Just because you know, you need to get animated. You need to get a really—I don't know—like acting like a crazy person a little bit. You know? yeah, yeah. So, so your dog is like oh, you're also crazy. Let's go crazy together, right? So, uh, and people have again issues with showing this emotion. So,
0: so at what um, age did he start going into competition?
1: So let me oh, let me think. <laughs> I think he was 17 months old as he did the period with the DBH. Then I want to say he was 20 months old when he did his IGP1 and or oh, 20. Whew. Then at two years old, he did IGP2. Something like that. And at three years old he went for his IGP three to his first nationals. So so by three years old we had we were aiming for the highest level of IGP at nationals, which is for me that's what I do. Uh I just have this system that uh I always do my IGP three. I mean I always train from the beginning. When I start the dog, my goal is like I don't train for BA, IGP one. IGP two. I train for world championships immediately. That's my, my that's my mindset. So when I get that puppy and I start training, my goal is like I'm training that puppy for the world Championship. So you know, uh, and I have the system that when I when I finish IGP two, IGP three is always at the nationals. That's just that's just how I do, and it's something individual with everybody, but for me, um, that's what I do. So he started like. 17 months he was for the prerequisite and then I think 20, 20 months he dispersed IGP-1.
0: Um, did he get those titles on at each time you attempted or did he have some failures when you were going to title him? For
1: he those did, ones? Uh, yeah, he would, you know, he would have little mistakes, you know. Uh, you know, like when you go first for IGP-1, it's like for me, it's a test. It's a test for me because I'm putting all the phases together and now I have to see, you know, how we all gonna handle, like me and him, how we're gonna handle the trial picture. Yeah, so it's always a test for me. He he had a little mistake, uh, but we always those mistakes didn't stop us. Like we always been very high scored uh, and very good or excellent uh, between 92 to ninety three to ninety eight, which is hundred is the most. So we've been always uh, at the top. I am you know, I am overachiever, I am perfectionist, so it's always like I learned from this mistake, and if there was anything that I had to fix after first competition, I took my time to fix it, to make sure that my dog doesn't remember this mistake. So, um, yes, that's, I mean, there's always little things, you know, and, um, and always after every performance, I go back, I watch my videos many, many times, and I And I'm trying to pick up, you know, why this mistake happened or think about what happened in my training that it didn't work out. Uh, And and I'm working on this. I'm working to the next one till we're ready, That I know that he's going to make it. Uh, I don't push my dog into the next uh, competition, into the next title. Uh, I got to make sure that whatever happens, I have to have a six and then I can go again. Mm
0: -hmm. And how does Ico travel with you to the different events?
1: Uh, so, I mean, we've been all over the world, <laughs> you know. So, if it's here in the States, uh, we either drive or we fly, uh, either in uh, cargo or in a cabin. When I go abroad for the World Championship, uh, obviously, he goes in a, in, a ca- in, a, in a cargo um yeah under underneath the you know the cabin. So uh, I have never had issues. I always pick up on airlines, I never had issues. uh and um he's a great traveler. I mean I mean he really traveled all over the world with me, you know, so um has been always great. So he's just he's just not not a problematic dog, you know, that I know he, he he adjusting pretty well into wherever we are.
0: So when you are driving, thanks where where does he uh-huh. where does he sit when you're driving?
1: He very in a crate. In a crate. So definitely in a crate. Dog crate. Yep. Yes. Yeah, that uh, for me, there's no other way to travel with my dog. Uh, Plus, I have uh, so I have like hard-tested accident t- uh, crates, that are pretty, you know, if anything happens, I know my dogs are pretty safe, obviously, I mean, you know, I mean, if you can say that you're, you know, but, you know, I, I, I watched the videos, uh, I was, you know, testing the dog crates in an accident and all that, so I keep the crates, they're that that are really high, uh, you know, like like for the for the travel, they are recommended. like if something happens, like they're not gonna squeeze, you know, I mean, obviously anything can happen, but you know, like i I pick my crate uh, with some intentions of making sure that my dogs are safe while traveling with me,
0: and that's that's such an important thing because a lot of people absolutely don't think about that when they've got the dogs in the car.
1: Yeah, for me it's crate and anything else. Like I don't have my dogs loose. I don't have my dog on the front seat, seat belt. That doesn't work. I mean, I I watch the videos. Like I I did my research. You know, it does not it's not gonna prevent uh you know uh something happening to your dog being loose or in a uh, in a seat belt. That that's very dangerous. You know. So plus for me always crate and the crate that. It's, it's pretty good, solid, you know, uh, something I can, I feel, at least in my mind, I feel like, okay, I, I feel that it's like, it gives me peace of mind that we're traveled safely.
0: Okay. Going back to ICO and, and competition. So you got the IPO one and two, and at, at what sort of stage were you thinking, or how does it, how does it come about that you represent your country?
1: So it depends on the. So we have uh, in the in the uh, in USA we have uh, two two nationals. It's like for Belgian Malinois, yeah, I could breed, and then we have another uh, 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 nationals. It's for all breeds. Uh, these two uh, competition are qualifiers for the World Championship. So uh, so there are certain requirements that you have to meet. So let's say. I, with the Malinois, it's uh, top four going, uh, you know, it's like six six places to get to on the team. Top four going immediately, it's like right away. And then two, it's like a, a, a system, a point of system. There's a uh, point system. Yeah, so like you, you gathering a certain amount of points, and the people with with uh, like throughout the year from different competitions, and uh, you you get on the team. So this is with the Belgian Malinois, and then with the um, with the All Breeds. I think it's first six people go immediately to the World Championship. There's no point system. So yes, yeah, that's we've been. That's how we got her to the this is how those are our qualifiers. Yeah, we have world qualifiers. Which we have another one in December that is coming, which we are preparing for that.
0: Okay. And so let people know, how many times has ICO been on a national team?
1: The world team, five times. We we've been on a world team five times. Yes.
0: That's very impressive, very consistent.
1: Yeah, you know when I think about it, uh, yeah, pretty much from 2017, uh, pretty much every year, twice a year, yes, every time. So I was, I mean, you know, and I when I think of like when I think of in back then, you know, and I think about people complaining about their dogs and and you know and oh, this dog's not gonna take me where I wanted to go or you know. It doesn't have drive, doesn't have this, and, and start just complaining about the dog. And I think about me and Aiko, what we've been through from a dog that was scared of everything, and we got on a on a world team so many times, and I'm like, you know what? Like, you people don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you just, I, I don't understand. Like, People don't know. It's either, you know, the skills, or, I don't know, they don't believe in their dogs. You know, it's like whatever dog you have, try to take this dog to the best. You know, take the, the best out of the dog and believe in the dog that it can happen, you know. Of course, you have to have a set of skills, but this is something everybody can learn, you know. And 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 just just like thinking of me and the dog said nobody, everybody would probably just like refuse to have him. And I'm like, no, we're gonna do it. So, when and we you, did it,
0: when you've been at uh at different events and different international events and. After the completion of the event, where do you and Ico then go and and explore different new areas?
1: Yes, yes, yes. I usually like when I go abroad. Like uh, for me, it's like an entire trip. Um, I I try to combine it with my visiting my family. You know, I'm from Europe, so and I'm from Poland. So I always, whenever I have a chance to, uh, you know, whenever we are competing I always take two three weeks you know off <laughs> so I go to a competition which is about a week week and a half and then the rest I spend uh going to visit my family and and uh just you know having some vacation you know once I'm there I'm just trying to combine it all together so definitely and there's so many places beautiful places you know we go every every year to different countries so yeah I mean I love you know, Culture, food—you know that, that just just youth, you know all that—and um, so yeah, definitely trying to not just go and you know, compete and go home, but it's becoming like a two-three weeks uh, trip for me.
0: Ah, nice. And uh, do you think Ico has some some favorite places?
1: You know what? He will go anywhere as long as we're going together. You know, <laughs> seriously. Like, you know, I think like when. maybe me the favorite one when they, you know, when we're well, like when there's a lot of open space, uh, and he can just run and explore and like, you know, like we've been in Slovenia and you have beautiful mountains and nobody around and I mean, it's beautiful for me and just having my dog with me and just walk in the woods. Or you know mountains, hills. I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable experience. So when they can just run freely and uh, you know enjoy the life, I think that yeah, that would be that would be definitely better than than town. You know? <laughs> and
0: um, <laughs> has Iko ever had anything any interesting uh, encounters with local wildlife?
1: nothing I can think of no So no, I mean, he was you know we were like in the middle of nowhere like actually you know what it was but it was one time uh in Germany uh but it wasn't like that he was just that very he just we were tracking and we got very close to the woods and so he was tracking tracking and I guess he picked up the scent of the wild animal and he started tracking that wild animal instead of my truck you know? <laughs> <laughs> but we never we never really had like a you know face-to-face meeting but it was just funny because he's never like ever done it before and i'm like wow i mean it was i guess it was really interesting for you you know um but again like whenever we're like in the woods like he doesn't have that um like, drive to run, you know, go after animals. there's just, just not him, you know. He's, he wants to stay with me. He knows, like, even if, you know, like, I tell him, like, hey, okay, like, forget about it, whatever. Like, he, he he's really good, like, about it. So, never had a face-to-face meeting with any wild animal.
0: <laughs> uh, nice. Does he like swimming?
1: Yes, yes. And not, not I mean, now he likes. So we all obviously had this accident. I don't remember how that happened, but he fell into the pool as a puppy and forget about it. Like he's not going to swim anymore. And he was just like, I'm not going to the water. But we live in Florida. So I'm like, uh, it would be really cold if you don't like water, right? It's so hot here. So, so I took my time and I break his fear through the water. I break his feet through the swimming, uh, in the swimming pool, then I, you know, in the ocean, and now he just, oh my gosh, like, he loves, like, you know, throwing the ball or anything in a swimming pool, he just jumps, he loves, like, in a, you know, you know when, we go to, when we're going to the oceans, like, to, you know, chase his ball, and, like, no problem, he loves it, and it's a great exercise, so, <laughs> and it's cooling off, so. <laughs> Absolutely. Win-win. Uh, yes, win win, exactly. I'm like you guys, not- you guys love water. We are in Florida. <laughs> we have no choice. <laughs>
0: uh, um are there any little um little mannerisms that, that ICO has that you think are, are unique to him? I mean for me he's all
1: unique. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, sorry. Um, he is. Or any like little, little sort of very, habits that are like ah, oh, you know. <laughs> little habits. huh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, man, that's that's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I I don't I I don't I, don't, I cannot think of anything. But
0: ah, oh, that's all right.
1: No, I don't. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I cannot think of anything right now. <laughs> Sorry, I cannot think. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so what sort of diet has Ico had has it been consistent throughout his life?
1: So uh yes, I keep them on on a uh, and a raw diet. So um, you know, I mix it up. Um so yeah, I mean since, you know, since he's my competition dog, I mean, I really pay attention to the quality of food. So my t like, it's uh, a high-quality, you know, absolutely. I used to have him on something else, and then I changed it. And since 2015, I keep all my dogs on the same food, very high-quality food. Um, not your, not your pet for food, that's for sure. <laughs> so, and then I had, I mixed it with a raw uh, raw food. I give them vegetables. I give them uh, plain yogurt. Um, um, I have supplements, obviously, like joint supplements. I'm a little crazy about all that stuff, <laughs> you know, uh, because for me, my dogs are my, uh, athletes. So there are different t- things that I do, but yeah, there would be like raw, you know, raw eggs, uh, veggies, uh, plain yogurt or cottage cheese, uh, plus keyboard, you know, because I... I Try to keep that options because when I travel, I cannot always go into the raw meat, so I like to keep that option that I can switch it. But then I still like I can get veggie and I can get uh, raw egg and and plain yogurt everywhere, right? And I keep them on a joint supplement that's like his daily stuff. And then I have and then I have supplements that I give him, uh, so like month before competition while we're in the preparation mode. Um, there is a bunch of, uh supplement that he gets extra um just to uh, you know improve his performance um so yeah so so there's just there's just a couple more that he gets only a month before competition, and then when it's uh, it's over, I mean i I stop everything and I just go back to our normal um normal diet and and I mean I I never had problem with him I mean we don't go to the vet besides our you know um, obviously annual checkup and he's healthy uh, vital I mean he's really um, in a great great shape you know so I'm hoping that you know I mean it's very important for me the diet uh, for poor dog it's a huge part, Just conditioning. Plus, you know, we've got to treat them as an athlete. Yeah, Absolutely. so sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I, I I just laugh that my dog is better than me. So you know. <laughs> has
0: has, has I <laughs> ever had to go to the vet for any issues?
1: Um, um, no, really, nothing. I mean, he had like uh, so what happened. It, it was just. Uh like his uh paw, like he torn his a little bit tight, you know, a little bit got infected but there was nothing crazy. Um but nothing really like that was just that was just this and when he was younger I had to like remove a couple of his teeth. the the, the you know, the bottom one, the teeth. So that was it. That was really it. Like he, we don't go to the vet, really. Like I had no issues. You know, so yeah, not gonna work. No. Not gonna work. He's healthy dog and happy dog, and but again, I I really watch what is he eating, and um, he is in shape. I mean, we exercise obviously, so you know, it's it's all very important for me as a part of having a healthy, happy dog. You know, just like with humans, like they gotta be in shape. They they gotta eat good stuff, and and they gotta you know, exercise, and so they, and I do also a lot of conditioning also. That's another thing, you know, because sport is very demanding. So I, I think of this, I mean, I, I thought of it a long time ago, you know, because the diet, training, conditioning, uh, so, you know, I'm saying like water treadmill, lasers, adjustments, uh, you know, I go to karyotes to the, you know, to my uh, sports, that you know and she does all that thing it's, it's, it's also a part of his whole life because when we you know in my head when he finishes when he's done with his career I wanted to make sure that that he is in a great shape you know it's not that he's crippled and you know because the the, the IGP is very demanding sport on a dog's body so you know and I do all this conditioning exercises you know like fitness um, I'm almost done with my fitness course um it's all for my dogs, you know, and it's like a whole package for me. I used to be a, I used to be a, a professional athlete, so I kind of know that, you know, what it takes and what needs to happen to have a great performance. You know, for me, this whole what I'm doing is that part of my performance.
0: Nice. So yeah, um, peak performance. Yeah. So with with Ico and his say uh, strength and conditioning, has he? got uh mm-hmm. is he a, a reasonably balanced dog or do you find that you have to work on a couple of different areas like his uh weak points
1: yes yes i have to, i have to uh yes yeah, uh so for him it's the um the rear right end it's his like you know back legs this is something that it's a weaker point for him so uh, I have to work on this more than anything else. Obviously, like in our sport, working on the core and neck and jaw is very important. Uh, but for me, it's an extra work on his hind legs, which I do. Oh yeah, like I do treadmill also with my dogs. Like a regular treadmill without the not not the water. Besides like the water, like the the regular treadmill. So I have like a you know a band on on his legs and um you know, I put it so he can work it, you know, get more muscles and work it more, get more strength into this.
0: Yeah. Ah, very nice question. I asked all my guests, and it's probably going to be a hard one for you. I can't believe my dog ate.
1: Oh yeah. What I thought would be tough, you know? Okay. He has this thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. He has this thing. Um, it would be more my female, but the Ico is this type of dog that, you know, sometimes he wouldn't touch even, like, he, he would not eat something that, like, he's he, he he not that type of dog. Like, he, you know, like, he has a little bit of, he's very picky. you know, so it's like, he really is not going to touch anything that is, like, <laughs> <laughs> out of his menu, out of his regular menu. Uh, so. I mean, yes, but, I mean, he's really, you know, like, I know, I wish I could, like, I wish I could, like, I was one of the dogs, that he would be, like, any dog would eat anything, I was, like, no, nah, I am, I am good for this, I'm not gonna eat this, no, you're good. <laughs> he is just, yeah, and he gets this face, you know, it's, like, nah, uh, it's, like, you will see, like, people making faces about, like, nah, I don't like it. Like you can see his face, like I'm not gonna touch it. Like you are kidding me? You know, like <laughs> you just give me my my regular food. You know, like whatever we're eating, whatever we're eating, like I'll just eat that. So yeah, I was very special about it. <laughs> <Okay>.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's that? Oh, okay. What is it about? Does he have? Uh, does he have anything special that he wants to roll in?
1: Oh yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, there was it. That uh, was um frogs, any dead animals, like any dead little insects. So frogs, uh, something that is very stinky. Oh, my gosh. And, and a poop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, unfortunately. So, oh, that's all right. Uh, oh, yes. Yes, this would be something I'm like, oh my gosh. Yes, So I, I gotta like I mean he hasn't done it in a long, long time, you know, like um but anything that would be like a dead frog, dead snake, um uh, something that is like laying and it's you know, he would love to wrap himself in this thing. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, not good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So you, you mentioned snakes. Has he ever had any come across a, a live one?
1: Ever what?
0: A, have you ever come across a, a live snake where you are?
1: Uh, no, no. No, I mean, as far as with my dogs, no, no. But, you know, like sometimes somebody ran over the the snake or, you know, like so that, that is, but I mean, we have them here, like but we wouldn't, I mean, unless you know, like I didn't see it, but um. Not really. Um. I mean, we have them, you know. Obviously, we have them here in Florida, but I haven't seen them for a long time. You know, I guess I don't know. Like, there's so much commotion here that they kind of stay away. Yeah. No. That's. Um. <laughs> yes. 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 Because, but it's you know, it's it's really not that crazy. You know, like I haven't seen a snake, in oh my gosh, I can't remember when. So, And it's good because I don't want to see them. No, no one wants wants to see them, right? You guys know something about it, right?
0: (laughs) So do you think uh, the current sort of climate in the world with with COVID, how much of an impact does that have on, say, I lifestyle and preparation for events?
1: Yeah, I mean, everything this year was really cancelled. You know, any competition, I mean... there was something going on, like, you know, once in a while lately. And we supposed to have, like, usually, like, at this time of the year, like, we would have the, another, like, world championship that obviously canceled. We would have in October our Marinois World Qualifier that has been canceled. So we have, uh, you know, December. They moved it to December. Um, so that's, that's what I'm focusing on. And, um it, it's less. It's definitely less. you know every day I have a young dog coming female, and there's not much going on. so mm-hmm. yeah, it's been it's been different this year and with everything.
0: Are there any sort of uh, like local sort of events or or things that you guys go to?
1: Uh, so I do only local events when uh when I have a dog, so like I come, I will not go to any local events anymore. Like for him, for me, the goal is, you know, I don't want to compete so much. He's been already, he's a very experienced dog. So all for me, once I start competing, so when he started competing at three years old for the Nationals, for me, from this point on, the only competition I want to really compete is the Nationals and the World Championships. I don't need any more, you know, because the more they compete, the more they just realize that, oh, this is a competition, you know, like, and I don't want to put them It's such a lot of work, you know, so it's a lot of demand again on the body. But we do have a local competition, so, um, you know, when I have a dog, like my female that's coming, like, I need to do the club trial around here to title her, so then I go to this, you know, and, and I and I, and I I put the titles, and then when she's going to be ready for IGP-3, then we go to national. And then it's only for me in my head, it's only nationals and the world championships. I don't want to put so many competition on my dog.
0: Do you and Ico have a a lot of interaction, say, with local dogs around your area?
1: Uh, You mean like uh, outside the competition field or just just
0: just... normal everyday life?
1: Uh, I mean, we have so many dogs here on the property, you know, like all the dogs in training that I get and, you know, like, as I said, like I'm using them for my destructions and they're so good, you know, so, um, you know, so they help me with my training dogs a lot, you know, just to being, being around and teaching them the right, right behaviors and, you know, helping me with any, uh, uh, difficult dogs, you know, like some with some dog to dog aggression and I'm working on this. So, you know, like they're great dogs because I know they, they I mean he will never react, you know, like so and then when we have some nice dogs I'll let them to play and um so yeah like the most with the dogs that I have in training. Yeah.
0: Nice. Um and can you, you let sort of people know when you say your property, uh very very briefly, the the size of the property and with your business, roughly how many dogs, on average, would there be around?
1: So, I mean, there's like ten acres here. So, like, uh, uh, so I, so at this point, like, I, I can get monthly from seven to ten dogs for board and train. Uh, plus, I have my dogs. Plus, I do private sessions. Like, I I do IGP coaching. So you know, I mean it's it's a lot for like you know and 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 you know, so it's just monthly seven ten board and trains, which they serve for a month, depends on the program. Um, so yeah, it's plenty enough. Plus my private session, you know, like which is which is a few times a week. I have uh, IGP coaching. Uh, I coach other people. Uh, we have right now in November our DVG uh, nationals. Uh, so that is another um so I I help two people to prepare for this for this nationals. Um, so every day a lot a lot oh. of work <laughs> and has yes.
0: Okay got any uh, special dog friends?
1: Uh, i I guess his best friend is the my other female that I have they love each other I mean they they really um they're just such a great couple like they they just i I know that, i this would be literally, really uh I mean they, they we we all go through all of us we go together everywhere like we are you know we just never really separate so you know like it's 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 our puck you know and uh, and they love each other. I mean, they they really. And she's she's a mining one too. She's my next competition dog. Um So that I would say, yes, she is his best friend.
0: So um, over here we've got a lot of uh, a lot of laws where you you can't take your dogs to different places to cafes and things oh. like that. There's a it, it's changing okay. slowly, but. Over there, uh-huh. you can take your dogs to a lot of different places. So, how it, how's, how's Ico there?
1: Yeah, America is great. Like as far as this, you know, like there's so like dog friendly. You know, like restaurants, places. You know, um, yes, you can take your dog pretty much everywhere. You know, like it's so so open. Like for for you know for dogs. So that's great. You know. That's really great.
0: And in your international traveling, would you say that there is a, a particular place that's sort of like, wow, this is the best for dogs?
1: Mm, I mean, and it, huh. I guess, I mean, here it's very easy to have a dog, you know, because you can take your dog in too many places. It's not the same. It's not the same in Europe, you know, although they also open much more for dogs, but it's a different also mentality. You know, here it's like, it's like, yeah, like you can go in any pretty much restaurant, you know, that are welcome. They have like always water. They even have doggy ice cream. They have doggy menus, you know, like you can buy something for your, literally like you can order for your dog. Like there's a doggy menu. You can order when, when you, you know, because it's so much, it's just so popular here. You know, they, they do a lot for the dog, really a lot. So, and, um, and you're this kind of, just, you know, like like you, there are becoming more open for, for dogs too, but I don't think if they're ever going to reach that level, you know? <laughs> so I like being with my dogs here because, like, I just feel very, like, welcome everywhere, you know?
0: Ah, very nice. Very nice. Um, is there, I don't want to sort of like keep you too long. Is there any sort of else, any other things that are coming to mind? about ICO, like special moments or special adventures that you can think of?
1: Um, I mean, he's been with me, I mean, you know, through all these years, um, this just has been with me everywhere. I mean, Mia, Mia my daughter is younger, so, you know, ICO's like, been there with me literally, like, everywhere, you know. It was, like, my absolutely, like, travel companion for everything, and we've done and we visited so many countries and we've done so many great things, you know, I mean, every, like all these memories that I have about him and about all these years together, like they're so amazing. You know, this dog has been through so much with me, you know, <laughs> just, just I, I I mean, like the entire life, you know, like his entire life, like this dog, just, everything that I can think of, it's, it's, it's just great. I mean, um, I mean, different, different places in the world, different hotels, uh, you know, different, I mean, meeting different people, like, it's like my, yeah, it's like my lifetime buddy, you know. <laughs> and, uh,
0: any sort of times where you can remember where you've, where you've really sort of said, so sort of like, so been so thankful that you have Ico there?
1: Uh, Yes. there was, uh, in 2015, uh, I got very sick um, and I had to go um, to Poland, um, back to Poland for like a few months and I took my dog with me, I took Ico with me and, yeah, I mean, he's been there through this very, very rough times in my life and Yeah, I mean, that that kind of kept me going. And he was always lighting up my day, you know, so uh, I could cry right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, uh, that was a very touching, very, very deep time for me. And having him with me, like he was absolutely helping me to go through this very, very rough times in my life. Yeah
0: uh ah, thank you for, for for sharing that it's uh, they do have that like we've said many times that that special bond that sometimes is a yes. a, a whole lot more than a a human to human bond
1: yes absolutely yes and he would know i mean i as as crazy as it sounds like he would know like you know like uh like if I'm just like you know not feeling or whatever like he would just come to me and he would like be with me i seriously like he was just always there for me. You know, and um like he could he would just understand me without talking to him. Like I don't know. It was just always the something special, you know. That's why I knew he was mine from three weeks three, (laughs) four weeks old.
0: I was was gonna ask earlier, with the a lot of the international travel, is there a lot of um like Mm -hmm quarantine time that that different countries sort of like have to impose on on that
1: um so yeah I, I'm not sure what's going on right now you know but what the funny thing is like I left to Europe in March and I got back for three months this year so that was one thing I got back here so we had two, there was like two weeks of quarantine that I had to go right you know like when I got back in May something like that. Uh, I know right now there's many countries they cannot travel. Like I'm trying to get some people coming here. You know, like friends of mine, they come every year uh, to train, you know, to train together. They cannot come because they're afraid they're not going to come back. So I'm hoping it's going to change Mm -hmm. soon. Um, But yeah, I mean, here it's like, yeah, I think you can come. I think we can go and we can come back, but I don't know how people. Yeah, like if they would come, then like like they may not go back. <laughs> so, just like I got stuck, right? Oh yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, you no, know, I'm just like I'm not trying not to. You know, there's no traveling for me right now, so I don't think about it till like go. You know, world comes down a little bit with that. <laughs> I don't want to get stuck again somewhere for so long. Well.
0: Thank you very, very, very much for taking the
1: time. You're very welcome. It was very nice talking to you.
0: (laughs) I really appreciate you taking the time and and sharing all about a magnificent dog, Iko. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I love him so much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the show. If you did, why not tell a friend it would be great to uh, have a conversation on some of the awesome dogs that have been featured on this show until next week stay safe and remember your dog is family